coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. Hey Chuck, good to and see you. We are gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of things, but mainly we're gonna talk about the past UFC, this UFC that was coming from New Zealand that was uh, this weekend, and it was actually a, a good fight. Uh, a good a good card, but even even more exciting. We're going to talk about the 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 main event, and then we're going to talk about the boxing match. But first of all, there was like a Bellator match too. I know nothing about that Bellator match. It was on Friday. I didn't see it. I did not see it. That's I a lot of combat sports for one weekend. A yeah, lot. I did not get to see it, so shame on me. But we did watch. Uh, basically the boxing and the UFC on Saturday, so we got we got a we got a we got our fill of of uh, of combat sports, and there was a lot of a lot of brutality going on. Um, What's wrong with boxing? Why is it eighty dollars to watch a boxing match? Because each <laughs> it's insane. That's because the pay-per-view. each because each person in the pay per view in, in the main event is making you know. Nine million dollars well, each. Well, one came out dressed as a king, being carried on a throne, and the other guy came dressed like Batman or something. I don't know. <laughs> like their outfits, they come out, and no wonder the pay per view is so expensive. They have to pay for those outfits. Well, uh, I, I heard Deontay Wilder's outfit cost fifty thousand dollars. It was electronic. There was like lights in it and stuff. Fifty thousand dollars just for his outfit. Ridiculous. You can buy a house in Vegas for fifty thousand dollars. Ridiculous. Just about. It's fucking crazy. But he wore it, but he's making nine million dollars, so he can do it. But okay, so the fight itself from what I, I heard and saw about uh, of it um, was it was entertaining and it was exciting. It was different. There was a lot of holding in this fight, but it was it looked like it looked like tactical holding, the kind of holding that that um, tired your opponent out, tired his opponent out. It looked like he it looked like he even got a couple uh, front chokes or front headlocks or he kept guillotine. Kind of throwing him around, throwing his weight around. Yeah, he threw his weight around. He did. He did so. It, but that started this whole contact in like round two. The refs started separating them constantly. There were like three people in the fight. Yeah. There were there there were the two fighters and then the ref touching them constantly. The ref constantly. gets way too involved in oh this shit. Oh my god. The refs the best ref is one you can't fucking see. Like like I'll give you a perfect example. Herb Dean, great ref. Mark Goddard, great ref. Uh Big John. Great ref, right? All these guys are great refs. You don't barely see them unless they have to step in for something real. Not just every time the guys touch each other, the ref has to jump in. It's just, that's what makes, that's one of the things to me that makes boxing so, there's so much to be desired in boxing. 
And it's th that's what makes it. It's like MMA light. Boxing is like MMA light. It's just it's just not as good. Here, look. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what Deontay Wilder was wearing when he Why? came to the ring. Why? It's that so looks like ridiculous. something that actually meant, looks like something a, a sixth grader would make in, in with paper mache. But he paid fifty thousand. It was the whole. He had like the whole outfit. It wasn't just the mask. Fifty thousand dollars. It was. In, it was stupid. They could have got a sixth grader to make. But that. I just really. I don't, I don't know. Is it the ref's fault or is that the way the sport is? That ref was constantly <laughs> separating them. Constantly. There's a, there's a little of both, but wow. it, it the sport in and of itself, boxing. Um, it's it's it is MMA light. It's just it's this is not as good. It's like watching a baseball game, but just watching people throw the ball and not hit it at all. There's just so much missing in boxing that MMA f fans. Are used to it's just like I said it's watching a baseball game without any batting it's watching a football game without any blocking it would be watching like watching a swimming swimming meet without any water that's what it's like you need the four aspects of any martial art for it to be number one effective in the street or number two entertaining well, their entertainment comes here with the costumes. <laughs> if the UFC starts having costumes like this, they're getting closer, by the way. I'm not watching anymore. Who is they're, they're getting, getting closer? closer. They're what, getting like closer what? with the dance routines they when they walk like, out. They had a fantastic <laughs> dance routine by Israel. No, not that one. The other one. Oh, Michael my God. My, oh, Michelle. That was Michelle. the worst. He should not do that anymore. They're getting close. It's not quite this level as boxing, no. but they're getting closer. It's not even close to close to close. Anyway, so. Anyway. Anyway, so the fight, the fight, the fight was stopped. Um, and then they threw somebody threw in a towel and. This to is hear, round, round seven. Round, round seven. seven. Where there was a lot of holding, a lot of a lot of a lot of good right hands by. Uh, by um, by Tyson Fury, and he was using his height and his reach and his weight to his advantage very well. Nothing wrong with that. Mike Tyson used his shortness and his powerful arcing strikes very well. Muhammad Ali used his jab very well, and Tyson Fury used all of all of his skills and his and his um, and his frame very well. I thought he did a great job. I uh, definitely won the fight. And then they threw in the towel because, number one, Deontay was getting the shit kicked out of him, number one. But number two, his ear was bleeding. Not quite profusely, but semi-profusely. And that's not a good sign, guys. When there's blood coming out of your ear, if there's blood coming out of your nose, usually it's not a bad thing. If there's cerebral spinal fluid coming out of your nose, that is a bad thing. Okay, if there's blood coming out of your ear, that's not a good thing. So the fact that his trainer threw in the towel, that means his trainer cares about him and knows what's best for him. And for anyone to criticize him is just, it's stupid. Because you look at who his trainer is, the guy's had like 500 fights. His name is Mark Breland. He not only won a world title, world title, he also won the Olympic gold medal. Okay, he also won the Golden Gloves like five years in a row. 
you cannot question his, his you cannot question his 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 decision when it comes to boxing. You just can't. Nobody out there that watched this fight can question Mark Breland when it comes to making a decision about boxing. I'm sorry. It just, it would honestly be like me questioning the doc. His name is James, by the way. It's like me questioning him on a shoulder repair. It'd be like me saying, hey, wait a second. The way you cut that that labrum like that, shouldn't you use, oh, wait a second. I think you should, you should use a different stitch. That's how stupid it would be. So I agree that, you know, you're not in there. But he didn't have his balance anymore. So talk about him bleeding out of his ear. He looked like his balance was way off. He didn't really have his legs. Everyone says, well, he could have landed a shot still. He could have landed his right hand. Or and he could have ended up in a fucking coma. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. in boxing, we've seen that so many times. Or too, much, or much way worse. Too many. So way too speaking many. of him bleeding out of his ear, did you see this part of the fight? He's bleeding out of his ear. They're in the clinch. And, and Tyson Fury said, said, said before the fight he wanted to taste blood. He was licking blood off Deontay Wilder's neck. While they were clinching. <laughs> it was a bizarre... Have you ever seen that before in boxing? I know, I, but I've seen it in MMA. I've seen in MMA someone bleeding on someone else, but then not licking it. I've seen him it licking it. On purpose? DJ Penn. Oh, I've never... We'll when he to, fought Matt Hughes. We'll have to dig Licked his... His own blood? No, he like rubbed something. He, it was uh, uh, Matt Hughes' bleeding. And he like put his hand on it and licked his hand or something weird. Oh, really? It was well, bizarre. Yeah, you'll have to check it out. It's been done before. So it's, but but <laughs> not right off his skin. It's not only the blood. It's like the blood is one thing, but then he got he also, since it came out of his ear, he got mucus and came off his neck, he got his sweat. So he got all his bodily fluids in one lick. Yeah. Yeah, it was very interesting. That yeah. guy's a weird dude. I think he's a weird dude, but I think he's so good for the sport. I think... I think he brings in a Muhammad Ali type of, of aura. It's just like, he doesn't have the skill Muhammad Ali has, but he also, Muhammad Ali wasn't 6'9", 271 pounds. So he brings in this larger than life, um, just, he brings in a larger to life aura. And I think, I think, I think he's great for the sport. And I think Deontay Wilder, the way he carries himself, and then the way that, uh, and then the way that Tyson Fury carries himself, and then the way they interact, I think it's great for the boxing. I think boxing is MMA light, but I think Deontay Wilder and and Tyson Fury are the only, well, not the only thing right now holding it up, but the biggest thing holding up boxing. Well, and it's a spectacle with heavyweights that are so massive. Oh my They're god, so tall, and they know how to use their, their referee. I don't know if the referee was a little person, but man, he looked tiny. He might have been six feet tall, but he looked, he looked tiny trying to separate them constantly. I get so annoyed watching him separate the fighters. Why do they, what, ref, why do you have to separate him so much? Let him clinch a little. Let him get some work in. You don't have to, every time they get together, you don't have to run in there and be part of the fucking show. The part of the show that you're supposed to be is either counting or saying let's let's get it on. That's the only part we should see you, unless there's a blatant blatant foul. Let them fucking fight. Yeah, the fighting in the clinch is part of it, but they yeah. didn't. He didn't allow that at all. Yeah. They were literally two swings. 
clinch, ref. Yeah. Two swings, clinch. And that just went on and on. It was, and that's it was why... Old. The only good news was the rounds were only three minutes, so you could only do that for three minutes, and then the round was over. Anyway, that was boxing. Let's go. Let's I'll go watch, right on the UFC. So they have an immediate rematch clause or something in that contract. We'll watch that one. So yeah, so we'll get that one. And we're gonna, you know, what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna do a pitmaster in the dock while we're watching it. But you can't watch this the screen because then we get in trouble. So we'll we'll do like Joe Rogan does. Only uh, we'll do it to boxing. Anyway, all right. So UFC from New UFC. Zealand was on Saturday. Yeah, this was Paul Felder and Dan Hooker fighting at lightweight. That's their class. But so this, I thought, you know, this was kind of a war of a fight. What'd you think? Five round fight. I thought it was a good fight. Um, I thought I it really bothered me, and I think ref refs out there in the beginning of the fight, tell them obey obey me at all times because you have to. Tell them that. And then say, touch gloves now and go back to your corner. Make them touch gloves. Don't say, well, if you want to touch gloves and you kind of, you know, don't, then you don't really have to. But if you do, touch gloves now. No, just tell them to touch fuck gloves because when they don't, it looks, it looks, it looks douchey. It looks, it honestly looks douchey. And then uh, if, if your name is Hooker, I'm sorry, you're a great fighter and all, but when you're a kid... I'm sure people teased your name. And if they didn't, I don't know where you grew up. If you grew up in the United States and your last name is Hooker, you are going to get teased. My last name was Hackleman. And I got called Hackleberry or Hackle whatever. Okay? And I didn't say, I didn't get mad at the, the guys and go, that's my family name and I'm going to name my kids that someday. How dare you say that? It's a joke. It's a freaking joke. It's not a big deal. When when uh, when Paul Felder made a poked a little joke at 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 uh, Dan Hooker's last name and as a joke, and he like put a picture of a hooker or something, he wasn't insulting your family, he wasn't insulting your lineage, he wasn't insulting your mom or your dad, he wasn't insulting your children who you're gonna give that name to, he was making a silly little joke. It, it, it was, it, it, it did not call for you to get all bent out of shape and angry and not touch gloves with them. It was a silly little joke. Your last name's Hooker. I'm sorry. My last name's Hackleman. Call me Hackleberry. I won't get <laughs> mad at you. It's a fucking joke, guys. Oh, my God. But anyway, okay, the fight itself. So, what? yeah, the fight itself. So, I'm just going to put up a picture while you're talking about the fight. The fight itself, I thought was good. Um... I thought it started off um, with with um, with Hooker like showing how it, he was gonna dictate the the pace of the fight, but I thought right from the first round we saw that Hook, that defense and the the aggressive offense. I I could tell by the first round that it wasn't gonna go like a lot of people thought with Hooker dominating. Because Felder was in the fight from the first round. And, yeah, Hooker was kicking him with that calf kick more often than he was getting kicked. But he was taking the leg. I mean, when, when, uh, when Felder was throwing his calf kick and his leg kick, it was like sweeping the leg right out of a Hooker. In fact, Hooker 
started limping and he had to switch stances. So I think um, there they are after the fight in the ho- in the ER. Um, not only uh, did I I think Felder was connecting more with the leg kick and being more effective with it. I think he was more effective with his strikes as well. I think uh, I think Hooker landed more of a jab, beautiful long jab, but I think Felder was landing with that right hand over the leg kick, which took away the leg kick from Hooker in the later rounds, if you remember. But he was also landing the left hook. It looked like it looked like Hooker might have even had a broken jaw. It did. I'll have to see if he did. I think. Um... Didn't you see something? He was released from the hospital already. But his, so maybe it certainly his jaw was swollen like crazy. Yeah. His mouth was open. Um, I so th- it looked like Felder was landing more effective strikes for sure in, the later, in the later rounds. Yeah. Definitely more powerful. Definitely more doing more damage. And um, and then it came down to this this takedown. There was a takedown in round five at the very end of the fight where Dan Hooker took Paul Felder down. I don't think anything came of it. I, nothing came of it, and, and and then I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Paul reversed it and was pounding him at the end. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was just that they kept talking about, oh, the takedown. He got a takedown. Maybe and he got the round from the takedown. So if he got the round for the takedown, and if you gave him the first round, which I didn't, but I could have, then there's two <laughs> rounds. That had nothing to do with the second, third, and fourth, which I think, without a doubt, Paul Felder won. So I thought Pelf, even without that fifth round, which I thought Pelf, Paul Felder won, but then there was a takedown. So even if you gave that one to Hooker and gave him the first round, at the at best, there's two rounds to three. And I think Paul Felder should have won. Neither one was close to a knockout, so there was no two-point rounds, um, no fouls. But I think with all one-point rounds, it's... Definitely was two, three, four for for Felder, and I think Felder should have won that fight. Well, it was a split decision, so there's that. But I, I split decisions are so unsatisfying, and especially for Felder to go back and say, you know, he's thinking about retiring after a split decision, which most people think he won, he won. and he's at the top of his game in the in a really tough division in the UFC. And he did. Win. I hope he's still gonna fight, man. Sure. He was amazing. He was great. I thought. That's the best Paul Felder I've ever seen. And I think a huge, a huge, not only him, um, but I think a huge uh, part of that is him and Duke Rufus make a great team. I think Duke Rufus and him are like, they're like, they're, they're synergistic. I think, I think one teaches the perfect way, style for a Paul Felder. He taught, he taught a perfect style for Anthony Pettis too, but Duke Rufus is an amazing trainer, amazing coach, just like he was an amazing fighter. And I think, I think um, with that said, I definitely think that uh, Paul Felder won that fight. You know what I mean? I mean, nothing to take away from uh, uh, Hooker except for being kind of douchey before the fight and not giving him, you know, touching gloves before the fight. I think he came out like a champ. He went out, you know, I mean, fighting like a champ. And, and he's, not the, he's not the judge. I think he knew. You could see in his face after the fight. He knew he lost. And then when they announced his name, you could tell he knew he lost. But with that said, uh, Paul Felder won the fight. Sorry he lost it on the judges' scorecards. Worst judging. They, MMA, you should, every single fight should be judged 
and we should see the the, the score every single round. Well, that brings we up a good it. point. I did see one of the current fighters talking about this online that why in every other sport you get every to see other. the score every as other. you're going. No, no, every like other. basketball. Yeah. You know the score in the third quarter. You know who's up. You know who's down. Why not post the scores from the round right after the round? After the round. Yeah. After each round. Yeah, it should after be. That's what it should be. That's what I'm saying. Not at the end of the fight. But no, yeah, at the end of each as round. As you're going, yeah. You, you should know, know if you're up. You know if you're right. down. It should, it, should be, it, should be, it should be right at the bottom of the screen. There should be something right at the bottom of the screen. And it should be saying the score and who, you know, what the score is. I think it should say who's, who's, who's scoring what. But even without that, it should at least say their score points like 10-9, you know, 10-8, whatever. And everybody should know, going into the third round, they should know what the score is. And they should know if, they're, if it's unwinnable unless they knock the guy yeah, out. Yeah, they should know that. They shouldn't just guess that. And that's crazy that it's not like that. I don't know why it's not like that. I'm doing a shout-out right now to Joe Rogan. Uh, Mark Ratner. Mark Ratner. And I'm gonna text Mark Mark Ratner. I'll, I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna t- text Mark Ratner and and Big John and Dana White. They need to know who's winning the score in you know at at the end of each round. At the end of each round, that, that still would, doesn't fix the judging because there's been quite a few lately. I think uh, it would. I think it would a and lot. This wasn't a robbery like some of the other ones. I mean, I no. think you. Yeah, you. I would have been happy with a draw even in this fight. I wouldn't. But. I thought Paul Felder won, but it wasn't like a complete domination of. The- I don't think it was a complete domination, but I think it was a complete win. I think it was a. I think it was a thorough win. I don't think there's any way he didn't win two, three, and four. Uh, I don't think there's any way he didn't. I think I don't think it was that close. And if you're gonna count jabs as much as you're counting left hooks, you're gonna you're gonna bring that stupid scoring back like from the Olympic boxing, where a jab counts as much as a knockdown. You know, or hurting somebody, rocking somebody, a jab counts as much as that. That's just stupid. So counting those preponderance of punches and not counting the de- the devastation of each punch more is just dumb. It's just dumb, and it makes no sense. Well, it brings you back to the UFC one early days. It wasn't over till it was over. Yeah. There was no judge deciding who won. Yeah. Somebody won, and who knows? Yeah, <laughs> there was a, the clock just kept going. Yeah, and you can, and I, I would rather have it that way. I would rather have an extra round. You know what I mean? Th- then they'd be more inclined to, you know, call it a draw and not just say, well, you know. So anyway, all right. Another one I was really impressed with, um, the semi-main. Uh, I'm not going to say this guy's last name. His name is uh, Michael something. He's from Poland. I'm not going to say his last name. But he came in, I think he might have came in favored, but he definitely came in highly touted. He fought Jim Crute. Uh, Jim Crute is under Daniel Kelly. Daniel Kelly is that uh, Olympic judo guy who actually decided he wanted to fight MMA at like fucking, I don't know, late, like in his late 30s or maybe even 40. And he did pretty good. I mean... He's an Olympic, you know, judo guy, and he's the trainer of Jim Crute. This was I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now this fight had the best uh, hybrid judo wrestling takedowns that I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen a lot of good ones, you know, like uh, um, you know, you see like Ronda and 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 
Parigio, Carol Parigio. He has some great, um, he has some great judo throws. Uh, Manny Gorvarian. You know, those guys have some great judo throws. And so did uh, Jim Crute. But he also mixed it up with a double, single to a double, and then a sweep, and then a hip throw. He mixed it up. He had the best hybrid throws that I've ever seen, Jim Crute. And he did a lot with them. He did some pounding while he got the guy down. The guy got back up, he swept his leg. Got back up, he tripped him. Got back up, he double-legged him. It was a beautiful display of, like I said, hybrid uh, takedowns. I think it was, I mean, I've been at this sport a long time. I'm willing to go out on a, on a limb right now and say that's the best hybrid uh, judo wrestling combination I've ever seen. And I think Jim Crude is great. And I think his trainer, um, Dan Kelly, is doing a phenomenal job. And I think he has a lot to do with that. How long could you do that? It looked exhausting. It was three and a half minutes. It ended in round one. Man, that looked exhausting. Just wrestling and taking the guy down and taking him down, returning him to the mat yeah. for three and a half minutes. That's all it was. There wasn't really any striking. It looked incredibly exhausting. I don't know if you could sustain that for three rounds. It was he didn't need to, but no. And I think I think I think he got less tired than Michael got trying to fight his way back up all the time. So I think it was more tiring for the throwee than it was the thrower. Both ways, though, it looked. Yeah. But then he and then he got him with a beautiful Kimura. Um, Yeah, looked like like he was gonna break his fucking arm. It was it was a a break his shoulder. Uh, Great fight, Jim Crude. um, Just dominant, dominant. Like I said, that was for me. As long as I've been in the sport, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out right on a limb and say that was the best hybrid combination judo um, wrestling wrestling throws uh, takedowns I've ever seen. And if you can think of someone else's who are better. List them here, please. All right, next one was uh, another one from Poland, uh, Carolina, right? She's from Carolina. Poland. Yeah, Carolina against Jan. I can't even say their she's last name. China. She's from China. These are straw weights, 115 pounds. I got to say, they looked, you know, Jan, the Chinese girl. Powerful. She looks so powerful. Just amazing power for 115 pounds. It was yeah. impressive. It was. It was. And, and she was heavily favored, I believe, um, just because of her power. Um the biggest thing that this, besides her skill, Jan's skill, the biggest thing this uh, this fight showed me was how fucking tough these girls are. I mean, freaking Carolina, like, broke her fucking orbital in, like, the first round. So she was not only seeing double, she was seeing blurry double. I mean, not only double, blurry double. So she didn't just have blurred vision. She had double vision that was blurred. Yeah, so when you have an orbital fracture, it affected one of her muscles in her eyes, so she couldn't focus. So her eyes are basically looking two different directions. So you see two images. And, so and she was nerves. covering her eye. Yeah, if she's, she's trying to protect so her So it eye. looked like she was protecting, but I also think she was she's trying to see, trying to see where her opponent was because she's seeing two of them. But, and when, so I think she was covering her eyes so she could focus on her opponent. And the ref came and asked her how she was. No, the doctor came the in. The doctor, yeah. The doctor came in and, and covered the good eye. And she could still see out of her eye. It just wasn't looking the same direction. So she yeah. could tell, yeah, you're holding up two fingers. You're holding one finger. I'm fine. I'm fine. I want to keep fighting. But then later, they showed her in the hospital or something. Her whole face is swollen. And she's like, yeah, I'm seeing double. Like, I can't see. But of course I'm going to say I can fight. So Yeah, of course. Yeah, there was somebody last week who didn't do that. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Wait a second. So if I say I'm hurt, 
Wait, wait, whoa, whoa. So if I'm if if I say I'm too too hurt to continue, which I'm not, but if I say that I'm gonna win the fight, shit, I I can't I I, I what I can't see what, yeah, big difference. This Carolina chick had no fucking quit in her, and she's, well, also those were legal strikes that that broke her orbital socket. Right. You know those yeah. were legal. Where Diego Sanchez, those were that was an illegal right. knee. So it led to a disqualification. But yeah, but most people are a lot of people are going to take a uh, are not going to fight anymore if they if they're blurred vision. But I mean, she think they thought that she may have nerve damage in her yeah. eye, and she's she's a she was so, a mess. But, but you're, she you fighting. have to rely as the doctor checking her. You know, one of the things you check is do you have you know are you seeing double? How many do you see? But if the person's going to lie to you and say I'm fine, it's hard for the doctor to know. Yeah, because uh, she could see physically out of that eye. It just wasn't looking the same direction as her other eye. Yeah, so that was that was that was that was unbelievable. Yeah, that so was, you know, but it was a, that was a unanimous. That was not a split decision win. I don't think. No, that was a that was a one sided. Uh, that was a one sided beating. That so, was a beating. Uh, next one was a quick first round knockout. Not much to talk about. It was a right hand, I think, uh, knocked him out. A uh, big Samoan guy from uh, I think he's from Australia against uh, Marcos. Rodrigo de Lima from Brazil. And he hadn't fought in a while. He was the favorite going in, and he knocked out the... the this big, this big reminded sword. me of old school MMA. Like, right. just, just, just oh, they were swinging, swinging for the oh, fences. Oh, yeah. No defense, yeah. just swinging. Yeah. Like, like, where's the rest of the game? This was just a straight... Who's going to get hit? <laughs> That's what this was. That, was, that there, was old school. Wasn't there one takedown somewhere? I don't know. That was old school UFC. Yeah, they were. They were. The they were. Yeah, they. They were actually. Their hand down. They were just swinging. That was pretty interesting. But, okay, another one. Another local boy, Brad. Brad uh, Riddell. Um, against another guy from Dagestan. Or... Yeah. Um, this one. This one was really close. This one was really close. I thought Brad won, but I could have seen it the other way. It wasn't like, to me, it wasn't, it wasn't definitely one like Paul Felder. I thought this one could have easily gone the other way because one side had more, more takedowns and then one side just had uh, more striking. Um, but, um, I, I, you know, just, it could have gone. They, they both showed their skill, but I thought Brad was, was just more dynamic, and he looked like he was making a fight of it more. Uh, he's fucking brutal, man. The crowd loved him. He was the first fight on the main card. The crowd loved him, and I could see why. Once the fight started, I was like, holy shit, this guy, this guy wants to fight. He was bouncing up. It was, it was a good fight. It was, it was, uh, it was a great way to, uh, to um, start off the main card. So, anyway, so that was that. That was that. So, yeah, that was good. That was so. It was a good card. Um, I don't know what we got next. Uh, what we got next? Oh, next week. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah, there are some fights coming what? up here. I'll I'll pull them up. But so, uh, boxing is back. With, as long as as long as ta- how cool is it? He was named after Mike Tyson, and he's from England. I love that. And I love Dante Dante Wilder. I love him too. I love his aura. I love his. I just love them both. It's like Muhammad Ali, the thriller in Manila. 
or, you know, the rumble in the jungle. You know, it was like old school Ollie fights with George Foreman or Joe Frazier. I thought, I think he, they're bringing boxing back. Yeah, Triple G, I love him. You know, I love, uh, I love Mayweather. Um, I love Lomachenko. But these guys bring, bring that boxing aura back more than anyone else has. Maybe it's because they're heavyweights. Maybe, I don't know. But they definitely do. What we got? We got there, is that there the are next fights one? every weekend all the way through oh April. God. It's like every weekend there's fights. Oh, we're gonna okay. So we're all gonna, the way up to Glover Teixeira fighting. Glover Teixeira is fighting Anthony Smith. Oh my God, that should be fantastic! I can't wait. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna be there. By the way. And then uh, Ferguson Khabib. Oh, that. God, I don't really care about him that one. I don't care much about that one. Oh, that one's kind of exciting. Nagano's Nagano against that Russia Shrinking guy who hits so hard. That'll be interesting. Woodley against Edwards. That'll be good. Uh, Lee against Oliveira. That'll be very interesting. Oh, my God. Israel against Joel Romero. That's, I think, that might be the one I'm, I want to see the most um, that's, that I'm not going to be in a corner. Ha, <laughs> ha, that's going to be a fucking... I can't wait for that fight. Israel against Romero. That's When is that? That's going to be March 7th. Two weeks. Two weeks, guys. We'll be here. We'll be talking about it. So make sure you come here. Make sure you guys uh, subscribe on Facebook to, um, to The Pitmaster. Make sure you subscribe. Follow me on Instagram. How many Pit underscore master. How many followers you got on Instagram now? Uh, like Fa- almost tens of thousands. Probably like nineteen thousand. You really? But you should have a blue check mark by your name. I hey, should if have. Anyone blue... out there knows how to get John. How? What is what's up? With Why that? don't I have a blue check mark? <laughs> Why aren't I verified on Instagram? That's. I need to be in, uh, verified. We're also on iTunes and SoundCloud. Awesome, John. Till so, next week. Bang, boom. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. We're out of here. Share this, please. Share this all over because I can't because I'm still in Facebook uh, Facebook jail. But please share this to every group that you can share it with. Thanks.